Welcome to episode 66 of Love, Sex, Lies, and Reality Talks. Today, it's all about suicide. Reason being that this is a topic that's dear to my heart as a coach for men and women. And I have seen so many um, during sessions that were on the verge. I have also been there to that dark place myself. And it's becoming more prevalent in our society to the fact that 130 suicides happen in the U.S., every single day, according to the Mental Health Institute. So today we're going to dive into the root causes of why people commit suicide, because I think it's very important that people know the root causes than just focus on, oh, this person must be stupid to take their life without really knowing the whys. And also learning the how not to and how to get support and how to also surround yourself with people that can get you to become better. Uh, Let me first of all wish you all compliments of the season and also thanking you for supporting the podcast and listening to it. And like I said, today I'm diving into suicide. Why suicide? Um, A lot of men and women are committing suicide, but reality is that more men are committing suicide than women. And we have to really look at the underlying issues that are leading to this because this is the this is really based on mental health issues and being able to examine the mental and emotional health are very very essential to learning to heal and learning how to overcome these challenges that we all face we all go through life um some of us are more in the darker places than in the light and the root causes have to be addressed if we really need to get beyond all this that is happening in our society and in our culture and our tradition and in our lives and in the generations to come as well because suicide does not only affect the person it affects the generations that are coming along it affects the generations before and being able to uncover this root causes are very very essential like i said so without further ado let me dive right into looking at the root causes, what really drives one to think about suicide? Uh, The first thing I will say is emotional and mental imbalance. And when you look at those two things, they come from generational cycles and patterns as well, as from the environment we grew up in, as well as what the society, social media, including included in the society is leading us to at this very present moment. Looking at generational uh, patterns and cycles is what we learn from the generations before us, is what we, we've seen happen in the generations before us, is the environment that we grew up in. Uh, you may have had to watch your parents go at it. You may have had to watch your grandparents go at it. You may have to have watched uncles or neighbors go at it. And it's all dampening your emotional and mental health. You may have had words which are very powerful that we sometimes don't think about spoken to you right from childhood that have begun to ding your emotional and mental health. And that carries along into the adulthood. And triggers in the adulthood will also bring back those painful moments that actually take you back into the dark place. No one teaches us to know about ourselves. No one teaches us that understanding who we are and and bonding with our core um, spirit, soul, body, and, and mind 
a very, very essential in our journey. And without us knowing this, it, it becomes very easy to be disconnected from who we are at an early age. When you hear words being spoken to you by caregivers as, you will never be good enough, um, you will never succeed, you will never do this. And you build that resiliency to where every time someone hits you with it, it just takes you back to that dark place. The very first time those words were spoken to you, it creates a layer of emotional and mental pain and trauma that people outside of yourself cannot understand. Every time someone utters a word that brings back that very first moment, it takes you back into the dark place and it keeps building layers upon layers upon layers that begin to harden you to where you're becoming emotionally numb and disconnected. Emotional numbness happens to where you don't know how to process your emotions, you shut down. And shutting down can take you into a place of depression, into a place of um, feeling lost, into a, a place of darkness that nobody else can understand. Uh, mind you, you can still be high functioning because we do have a lot of high functioning people um, that are depressed, that are going through the motions, that are on the verge of committing suicide or have committed suicide. We see them um, externally looking happy, but deep inside there is that huge void that is expanding on a daily basis and that void just keeps expanding without knowing and the beginning of the void at uh, the beginning of the spoken words that have happened at an early age to where when those words were spoken the people that spoke those words did not even know how damaging those words were and the beginning of 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 those words were also the beginning of this emotional struggle and and mental struggle that happens that keeps us just losing ourselves and when that happens there's a disconnection in in the four parts of us that need to be in in alignment there's the disconnection of the soul from the spirit and then the body and the mind begin to rattle to try and figure out what it is because when your your emotions are constantly dinged and they begin to lead you to become emotionally numb. You're going to become disconnected from your soul. Your soul is fed by your spirit. Your spirit feeds your soul. Your soul feeds your mind. Your mind feeds your body. And when those four are not in alignment, let me say that again because I really want that to sink. Your spirit feeds your soul. Your soul feeds your mind. And your mind feeds your body. And when those four are not in alignment, it becomes very, very easy to lose yourself and become disconnected from yourself. And the more you get emotionally hurt, the more you get disconnected because your soul is not able to speak life to you anymore. Your soul is not able to help your mind understand what those emotions are. Your soul is not able to really get you up and running to where you're understanding that what this person is saying may not necessarily be what is happening to you. It may be a projection of where they are. It may be a projection of the emotional pain that they're going through. And then you take those words in as, I will not be good enough. I will never be able to attain anything. And that begins to dampen your spirit. And the more you go, the more it just weakens you. 
it just creates this void in, in this dark place where you just don't know how to connect to yourself anymore, but you just keep losing yourself. And it may also help you develop unhealthy coping mechanisms where it may be addiction to drinking or sex or um, alcohol uh, or or gambling or games or dreaming just to numb that space and to fill that void. But those things cannot really fill the void. I remember when I was going through and I said to myself, uh, Lord, I don't want anything outside of the wheel. I, I was a prayer warrior, so it was easy for me to pray. But in the praying, I was still struggling because I was disconnected from my true self. And one of the things that happened to me was when I when I got out of the, of my 15-year marriage and I started to really um, leave alone, I was in the darkest place. There were days where I took the knife. If you read my book on Becoming Restored, you will read about it. There were days where I would cut myself. Um, there were days where I, I prayed, like, just take me. I don't even want to be here. And those days, the harder I prayed about God take my life, or I even tried to make an attempt, God will just speak life to me. And then my son will speak life to me. And I'm saying this because people may not really see this part of you, but they see the successful part of you, but they don't know what you're going through. There were days where um, I was on the job while I was going through, and the manager almost took my life and I couldn't walk, but somebody there was my purpose helper that really helped save me. And I still thank her to today because if God had not planted her there at, at, at that moment, maybe I would have been gone. But the, 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 the goal is to always just, just be able to find support. The goal is to always find the right people to support you. Like I said, when I was going through, if I did not have the right people to kind of be those gatekeepers for me, I would have been gone. Because I, I didn't want to leave anymore. I just wanted to be gone. I had gone through as a child. I had gone through as an adult. And it was getting to the place where I, I just didn't want to go through anymore. I was like, I just want to be done. <laughs> What's the point of being here? having to go through all this. Why do I have to take all this cup? But I did not realize at that moment that those painful moments were the building blocks for me to become resilient, to become courageous in, enough to step into my purpose, which is coaching and writing and speaking about life and relationship issues. And one of the things that I've learned now is that when I meet clients, I, I tend to listen more to where they're coming from, to be able to better understand what they're going through and to be able to um, hold space for them and help them see the light. Reality is that if you're not on the journey to getting support, professional support, which I still do get, um, because I don't know it all. I'm not perfect. I will never be. I'm still a very much work in progress like everybody else is. Um, if you don't get the right people to support you or if you don't have the right people in your circle, it's very, very easy <laughs> 
to want to take your life. I remember when I would get phone calls and be like, hey, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And then family members will call and be like, at that point, I was going to like end it because I'm like, they don't even understand. And then I had to start learning from my coach. You have to set boundaries. You have to protect yourself. You have to exclude yourself. And at that point, I started to uh, take a break from social media. I, I still do it now. Take a break from my phone. Take a break from everything and just go in within myself um, through coaching and, and really uncover. And journaling is one of those great tools that you have that you can begin to write down your thoughts. What am I thinking in this moment? Because you have to think before you act and reason before you react. That's one of the saving graces. People saw my quote when I put it out, but they did not really understand where that quote was coming from. It was one of those dark moments that I wrote that quote because it's in a twinkle of an eye, you can make a decision that can really end it without thinking before you act and reasoning before you react. And I had to sit down and I had to say, you know what, what is this thought process? What is this thought? If I can start to journal, and I used to journal as a kid, but I stopped at a point. So I started to journal back because that was one of the things my three coaches really emphasized on that I started doing. And I started to journal back. And I, the more I journaled, the more I saw uh, a bigger picture of what was happening. Like I said, those are some of the healing processes, but the root causes were the main thing I had to dig into. The more I journaled, the more I was able to start tracing the root cause of why I was having those dark moments and why those words that were spoken to me as a child, why those words that were spoken to me as an adult had an impact on my emotional and mental health without me knowing. And those words were so powerful that the people that spoke the words during my healing process, I began to really see where they were operating from. And I started to have compassion towards them because I did not have compassion for myself initially. I was more on the pity party side um, and not having compassion for oneself, but doing the pity party is playing the victim. And so I, I started to really learn that having compassion on myself, understanding where people are operating from, um, not setting expectations that the society has labeled uh, was vital in me healing. And if you look at the way that the society has put all these expectations that sometimes unrealistic on men, mostly men, um, the rate of suicide in men is, that's why the rate of suicide in men is much higher. Society expects that you be the breadwinner. Society expects that you have to keep going. Society expects that you be numb to your emotions. Society expects that you don't cry. So society expects that you don't show your feelings. Society expects that you, it's your, all about your ego, but your ego is your shadow. And if you're giving your ego the power, then you will never be able to live in your life. Culture expects that you man up all the time. Tradition and culture expect that you be the head of the house. And if you, if you take a break from all those pressure, 
you have to be financially there you have to be able to support the family you have to be able to help your parents you have to be able to do this but what about you as a man what about you as a man and i really want us to look at those things today because it's not just about my experiences about the the experiences of the of the male clients that i've had and as well as the female clients to begin to look at these root causes all these expectations may not be in alignment with your life the societal expectation the the family expectation the cultural expectation the traditional expectation the social media faking to make it expectation may not be in alignment with your life's vision and goal those are the root causes of why most of this men are trying outside of what they're capable of and we have to come to a place where we help people begin to reason before acting and reasoning before reacting and you have to understand that every societal expectation is not what you need to conform to what is your vision what is your vision when you know your vision it becomes easier for you to match up your goals with your vision in alignment with your life's purpose for them to keep throwing all these expectations at you as a man is demeaning because it's taking you outside of who you truly were created to be into exploring who you are not and it's shaping who you're becoming and taking you from who you were created to be and become there is so much expected you have to be this and you have to be that and you know reality is that now that i'm i'm at a good place of healing um it's helped me gain a different perspective into the pressure that uh, married couples put on married women put on spouses as well you're not doing enough this is not enough this is this this is that i want you to be this i want you to do that because that's what they saw growing up as a child the generational patterns repeated and we don't really see the person for who the person is we don't really see the person for what their struggles are and how we can support their struggles. Sometimes we may, but most times we don't. We, we tend to focus, and I'm saying this on a general term, we tend to focus on the good side. I coach a lot, and I see this a lot. We tend to focus on the good times, but it's for better, for worse. When it's worse, where are the supporting words? that do does not that do not demean the man where are the supporting words that do not demean the woman where are those moments where you can sit in and hold space for the other person without judgment i i didn't know better when i wasn't healed I remember like nagging and I had to look at my role <laughs> after I started healing. What role did I play? I didn't even know myself. I had expectations that wasn't really realistic sometimes 
and we fail to see where the other person is with themselves what are what's the other person struggling with how can i support their struggle usually because we're both unhealthy we can't see it i've shared my quote from beyond the pain with you two unhealthy people can never have a healthy relationship because there will be unrealistic expectations based on the generational patterns and cycles that we've carried based on the societal cultural traditional nonsense that that has been said and we have to deal with these root causes by coming to a pause and saying you know what this has to stop if i don't know myself how can i see the other person as i see myself if i'm not emotionally mentally spiritually financially capable why am I setting expectations on the other person to be? Because I should be a reflection of that partner in the relationship. And if I can be a reflection, then I will now begin to understand their emotional struggles. I can begin to understand their mental struggles. And I can begin to see where I can get support for them to have a balance. It may even be in a friendship. We judge ourselves as French so much that we don't really see how damaging it can be sometimes. But we have to deal with the root causes. What did we inherit from the generations prior? How are those emotional and mental struggles affecting our own lives as well as the lives of the children that we have or the children that are yet to be unborn how are we embarking on healing what words are we speaking to each other what expectations are we setting for each other are we setting up people to fail mind you failure is meant to be explored but when we put those heavy words that ding them, people now take failure as the only option. We have to be mindful of what we present and what we allow. Because sometimes we present this, I have it all together on social media but deep down people have no clue what you're going through when i was going through i was leading a women's prayer group they did not know what i was going through only one of them my purpose helper and pusher discovered and she called the cops she was like you need to get help I always carried my head up. I always wore a smile. I didn't let people know what I was going through. But when it hit me, it hit me so bad emotionally and mentally. And even physically, because I had to learn to walk again. <laughs> Most people don't know that. My best friend does because she had to spend time with me. A few people that came to see me knew that. Because I couldn't, I couldn't walk properly. I wanted to be dead. 
but God wasn't done with me yet. And he had to plant people in my path to help me get back up. And he spoke a lot to me through my coaches and through nature. And birthed those books out to help other people. If I had taken my life back then, whew, the blood of the people that would be on my head, that were meant to be part of my destiny, will be a lot. I can't even imagine. That's why it's so important. This is why it's so important to get support. I never thought about coaching as a way out to get, get support. I used to be like, I don't need a therapist. I don't need a coach. I don't need nothing. But God planted the right people to help me get back on track. And I had to cut up people. I had to block the noise out. I had to go back within me. I had to bring that focus back on me. Because if I'm not right with me, no one can be right with me. Everybody will want a piece of us. But it's all up to us to determine who gets the piece. It's up to us to determine who gets the piece and who dictates the pieces to our puzzle. We can't continue to give our power away. We have to come back home to ourselves to own that power. We were all born as a light. And we have to understand that no one can deem our light if we don't give them the power to do it. And if we don't discover our light, guess what? We would embrace the darkness. And the darkness will overwhelm us. And drown us. And sometimes we don't have people who can listen around us. That's when we need to go get professional help. I didn't have anyone to listen initially. I had people who were just judging. And let me tell you, the more I heard those words that were dinging my soul and my spirit and my emotions, I just wanted to quit. I wanted to be gone. I wanted to die. For the men, I want to say this. If you've been through as a child, absentee father or mother, it's tough. I understand it. I may not be able to feel what you're feeling because your feelings are valid and your feelings are only valid for you because you're the one who's going through. But I encourage you to get professional help. Don't let the society dictate what your life should be like. God gave it to you. Don't let pressure outside of who you are dictate what your life should be as. Because when you're gone, those things will still exist. But you matter. You matter most. Understanding your feelings. Accepting your emotions. Not numbing them. Not pacifying them. Not looking for things to replace them. 
Your emotions are valid. Stop letting the society, the culture, or tradition tell you to man up. Stop letting anyone tell you to man up. They didn't create you. Stop letting them allowing your ego to dominate while you live in your shadow. Stand up for you. Look at your life. Join all those things down. Those things that are heavy in your mind that you cannot speak out to anyone. Join all them out. Call me if you need support. <laughs> Let me tell you, I'm to the place of love now where love matters more than anything else. And one of the, the vital things about love is to be able to see others as you see yourself. And not many people have that to give. That's why there's so much hurt in our world today. Most of us have been taught transactional relationships. And transactional relationships create more emotional and mental pain than we can think about. Especially for men. A man who's struggling to find a woman that would understand him. He's still struggling in his own world. Meets a woman who is like dinking him constantly. He becomes timid. Afraid to express himself. Wallows in his emotional and mental pain that nobody may know about may pacify himself. But the society, the culture, the tradition have told the social media have told him to man up. And so he creates a mask of who he is not and presents that everywhere. But yet deep inside his heart is a deep void that is yet to be filled. He doesn't even know how to go about feeling it. So he looks for things to numb it. Don't let the society tell you you're weak as a man. There is no weakness. Your weaknesses are keys to your strengths. Stop allowing the society to put label on you as a man. Start allowing yourself to see who you truly were created to be. It's a hard journey. I would tell you healing is not easy. It's one of the hardest things we have to do because we've been taught a lot of things that are not real. And to heal from all those things, to decongest oneself from all those things, to emerge from all those things, take a lot of work. I'm still a work in progress myself. Every single day, I introspect. I journal. I look at what I said, how it affects other people. I look at what I did not say, how it affects other people or impacts other people's life. I look at what I said, how is it helping other people evolve? And what impact am I creating? And if we don't take the time to do that daily, we will create a world of hurt than a world of healing and love.
And what most people may not know about men is that if a man dies to his emotion, he becomes this person he's not. No matter how much he presents himself on the external, deep, deep, dig deep within him is a searching for answers that he may not even know how to ask for help about. We women, on the other hand, we're more emotional. We can throw our tantrums. We can nurture ourselves back sometimes. We can get support. We can brave it. We can put on the mask and still trauma bond. But it creates another persona of who we are not. Most of the root causes of our emotional pain and trauma are generational, societal, cultural, traditional. And this is where we must break the patterns and cycles. There is no weak person in this journey. No weak person. We're all learning. There is no greater person. We're all learning to be great. People may attain something higher before you. And if there's so much pressure around you, you will be pushed to do things that you're not meant to do just to be like them, forgetting that you are uniquely created, forgetting that no one can walk your journey but you, Forgetting that your life is unique to you. Your journey is unique to you, even though it may be similar to somebody else's, but it is really unique to you. Your emotional and mental experiences are unique to you. And that's why going back within and discovering who you are is key to building healthy emotionally, mentally, spiritually, financially, physically, relationship-wise all areas of life. And if there's a disconnection between the body, spirit, soul, and mind, then there will be this emptiness, this feeling of not being complete or whole, this void that drives us into places where we don't belong, that makes us live in our shadow and gives our ego the power while we're saying silent and suffering. Because silence is a form of self-abuse when we don't truly know who we were created to be. So today, I want you to look at, take this challenge on and begin to journal what you feel about yourself in this moment. This year, throughout this year, what you felt that's negative, put it on one side of the sheet of paper in your journal. On the other side, put the positive things that you felt about yourself on there. As you look at the negative things that have happened and the positive things that have happened, examine those things and say, how are they in alignment with your life goals? If you have life goals. If you don't have life goals, it's time to create a vision for your life and set goals 
that only you can accomplish. Your goals should not be based on where other people are with themselves. Your goals should be based on where you are and where you need to be with yourself. Let me say that again. Your goals should not be based on where other people are with themselves because those things will drive you to an unhealthy emotional and mental state of mind. Your goals should be based on where you are now and where you want to be with yourself in the next one to five years. And as you set those goals, don't make them unrealistic. Set realistic goals that you can evaluate, you can measure, you can attain, you can achieve results, you can test your goals, and you can reevaluate your goals when you don't accomplish them. What was my stumbling block for not accomplishing this goal? How can I get back on track by reprioritizing the goals that I have because I missed out on accomplishing one before jumping to the next one. So I have to set a new timeline to accomplish this. As I'm looking at this goal, if I cannot accomplish it, I need to ask for help. It's okay to ask for help. We all don't know it all. That's why we have people that God has placed in our lives to really help us out. People that can support us without judging us. People that are on the path of healing, that understand what you're going through, that can help you gain a new perspective into where you are. It may be a friend, it may be a, a coach, it may be a therapist, whoever you can get. Get them in your circle before we hit 2023. Ask yourself, are you being truthful to yourself? I shared last week on honoring yourself. Are you being truthful to yourself? Because if you're not, you will create expectations that would also lead you into a place of pain than a place of healing. Set these goals, accomplish them. Know that you're not running a race. You're going through a journey of self-discovery at your own pace. When you're running a race, you're running the rat race and keeping up with the Joneses. The Joneses don't care about you. They don't even know about you. And sometimes the life of the Joneses on the external is all of a sad. Focus on you. Make yourself priority. We're about to step into 2023. Make yourself priority. Don't go with the expectation of the society, the culture, the tradition that are really taking you into these dark places. Remember, you are also not your past. The past is history. If you keep relieving the past, it will take you into this dark place that will continue to expand and create a bigger void than you need. Allow your ego to die and become humble to yourself. Allow your ego to die and become humble to yourself. Because sometimes it takes God breaking us down 
breaking that ego down and bringing us to this place of extreme humility for us to be able to get back on track. I've been there myself. Those days when I said, I want to die. And I kept hearing him say, I'm not done with you yet. If I had done it, if I had taken my life back then, I won't be here. I will not read those books. I won't be coaching so many people globally. I won't be speaking about life and relationship issues. And so many of you that God has placed in my path to mentor and to mentor me because you not only mentor people, those people mentor you back. It's a two-way relationship. It wouldn't have happened. Think about it. Everything that we're chasing in life, we're going to leave behind. Be it the money. Be it the material stuff. Be it anything we're going to leave behind. So if we're not focusing on ourselves to take care of our own emotional and mental health, physical health, our own space, who else will do it? The people who put the pressure on us, they'll still be here. They'll still leave. But we have to take care of us. Healing is very vital. For us to be in a healthy emotional and mental state of being, healing is very vital. And part of healing is also to have boundaries. Know what you can tolerate. Know what you can accept. Know your threshold. Know your threshold. I know sometimes we will say, it's easy for you to say it now. Um, I don't have a job. I've been searching for a job. It's becoming depressing. You don't understand it. I've, I, I do understand it. I've been there myself. I've been there myself. When I was selling some of my things just to be able to have money to pay a bill, and I will look in my son's eye and say, hey, if this doesn't happen tomorrow, then we would have to go with plan B. And that would ding his emotions. And then I will look at him and say, God's got us. He will not let us beg for bread. He doesn't give us what we can handle. If we trust him solely, he will come true. And I will see people look at me like, how did you make it through last month? And I'll say, you know what? I challenge the only person who I owe everything to God. If you created me this moment, I'm not looking at any other person or what they're doing or what. I don't care about what people think or say. It's about what you created me for. You said you will supply my needs according to your riches. 
I don't want nobody's reaches. I want your reaches. Contentment. My bill will be paid. I remember there was a day that I didn't even have food. And I was like, I don't know what to do. And a colleague of mine from work showed up with everything I needed to make the meal for my son and I. And I said, wow, God, you do answer prayers. If I exercise my faith and I challenge you, you show up. Those were the days when I used to pray, just take me. Like, if you want to embarrass me, God, embarrass me. But just take me instead of embarrassing me. And I will keep my head up. And I remember meeting a client of mine who's now a friend. <laughs> and I remember things that I spoke to her when she was going through as well. I was meant to sell her house and I said, your house is not going to be sold. You've worked hard. It's breaking you emotionally and mentally. We're going to pray. I was planted in her path for that purpose. And it's also important, I think I've also shared with you, knowing who your purpose helpers are, knowing the purpose of everybody in your life, because when you know the purpose of everyone, you will be able to honor yourself. You will be able to guard your heart. You will be able to hold yourself accountable and build yourself emotionally and mentally in a way where you're getting stronger. You're not getting weaker. And you will not allow people to speak things into your life that is not meant for you. It may sound easy, but it's a lot of work. And you have to commit to doing the work and letting the ego slide. Ignoring all the pressure. Ignoring everybody else, but focusing on you. I had to do it. I shut down on everybody. I knew I was in a mental state where if I did not do it, the pressure from external would make me take my life. And people will not know that. I was the only one who knew it. But I had to come back home to myself. Like I said, write down those negative things. Write down those positive things and begin to look at it. Were their goals set for each of these things? Or was it from external pressure? Family, societal, cultural. If it's from those, dump them. And ask yourself, what is the vision for me? Because when you know the vision for you, you will not live by anybody's terms or standard, but yours. You will create a life that will never rob you of your peace of mind. A life that will keep your soul, body, spirit, and, 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 and flesh in alignment. It's not going to be an easy journey, but it's very doable as long as you're committing to yourself. And you're getting support. 
we need to stop letting our narratives be what the society or the culture or the tradition created based on their own fear. Generational fear that has been brought upon us and patterns that are breaking us and mending and, and helping us become better. Introspect daily. Look at your goals. What do I want to achieve for myself? Not what the society or the culture or the tradition is dictating. Who am I? And when I can understand my vision and I can understand my goals and I can understand my purpose, I can focus better on me. And the more that I build for myself, the more I will be able to build with other people that need to be in alignment with my life's purpose. Not everybody that comes across my path. Our mental and emotional health worldwide is off target for many of us. And it's pushing many to take their lives. And it's pushing many into places where they don't belong. It's altering your character. Making you become who you were never created to be or become. Making you do things that even make you cry sometimes at night. Because you're looking at it like, who is this person? Healing is the only antidote. And it takes coming on to oneself. Honoring yourself. Finding yourself, loving yourself, treating yourself right first. Because when that foundation of love and healing and discovery is established, it becomes very easy to evaluate the people that you're going to allow in your life and will remain in your life. And understanding that everyone comes for a season and a reason. And knowing what their reason is and their seasons are is very vital to you staying emotionally and mentally healthy while you're still setting boundaries. Don't make yourself a statistics. Get support if you need to, to improve your emotional and mental health. Honor yourself. You're worthy. You're unique. You're created whole. No one can be you. No one can live your life like you. And no one can commit to you as much as you will commit to yourself. And you have to start now because this moment is all we have. The next nanosecond is not guaranteed to any of us. So I challenge you today to look at where you are. Don't fight it. Don't deprive yourself of it. Don't hold yourself back. Liberate yourself of the emotional, mental, physical pain that you're carrying. It's not The pain is not worth it. You can move beyond the pain. You can make a mental shift and an emotional shift 
to discover yourself and become your true self while living in, 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 in truth and in purpose. Every experience serves a purpose. And never see the experience as bad because it's a conscious awakening for you to discover yourself. Like I am discovering myself. But we have to commit to ourselves to be able to get there. You don't want to be a number. You don't want to end your life before it's too, before it's too early. I almost did. If I had done it 14 years ago, I won't be here. I tried it when I was younger. I caught myself as a, as a teenager as well. I tried to kill myself after I was raped as well. But it didn't work out. Because God had something greater. And he does have something greater for you too. And this is why I'm sharing this today and encouraging you to get support. If I didn't get support, all the plan that God had and had made to fruition, brought to fruition, wouldn't have been in place. I wouldn't have met some of you. You wouldn't have heard my voice or see my face sharing, speaking, writing, coaching, and your bloods would have been on my hands. There is life beyond the pain. There is life beyond the pain. You can become restored. You can begin afresh, forgetting what is behind and pressing on in this present moment because that's all we have. If you don't fulfill your destiny, nobody else will. And always remember that everything we go through is meant to grow, grow us and see us through to the next phase of our journey in life. We are worthy. We are enough. We are complete. We just need to become fulfilled to be able to accept that completeness, completeness and see the worthiness and understand that we are indeed enough. And that we are a light that no one can deem except we give them the power to do so. And we only deem our own light when we don't know the true value of our own light. That's why doing the healing work is very vital. So today I encourage you to always find one person that can support you. Help you get away from that mental and emotional dark place. And step into your light, into your greatness, into your purpose. And move beyond the pain. There is still so much ahead for you. You don't even know it. So don't even start preparing for it. Just focus on this moment. And in this moment, focus on healing. Heal yourself. Love yourself. Forgive yourself. Forgive other people. And embrace this journey of discovering who you truly were meant to be. And the more you do, the more peaceful your life becomes. The more happiness you find. 
and the more the heaviness is shed off your shoulder and you will soar as the eagle soars every single day and you will become better not bitter that's all I have for today's episode. Never stop loving while living. When you stop loving, you stop living. When you stop living, it means it's time to go back to the maker. But while you're here, I encourage you to find yourself, love yourself deeply, and know that you are indeed enough and you are a light filled with love and endless possibilities and opportunities await you at the journey of self-discovery. You'll have an amazing weekend. Talk to you soon. Take good care. God bless. Bye-bye.